This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. Hi, I'm Walt Grayson. You can now listen to the wild, weird, and wonderful stories of Mississippi with Mile Marker. Some of the big names that travel up and down the highways, obviously Elvis and Johnny Cash, and you have Jerry Lewis, Carl Perkins. Join me as we hit the roads of Mississippi on Mile Marker. Johnny Cash suggested that Carl write a song called Blue Suede Shoes. That was all kind of created with Aaron Amory. You can listen by going to mpbonline.org slash radio or by using your favorite podcasting app. From MPB Think Radio, this is Next Stop Mississippi. I'm Jermaine Flood, along with my traveling partners, Jay White and Kamel King with Visit Mississippi. Today, we're traveling the state, letting you know about the people, places, and events that make Mississippi great. Today, we're going to stop by Hattiesburg's historic Sanger Theater for the December 10th Southern Mamas Comedy Tour. Then we're off to Ridgeland, December 17th, to listen in on the Mississippi Chorus and Mississippi Symphony's Christmas concert before our final stop in Jackson during the Jackson Medical Mall Foundation's Christmas in the City event happening today, December 9th. Plus, we'll also let you know what else is happening in your neck of the woods. So I want to go ahead and welcome my traveling partner. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm so glad to have you here. I know it. I mean, We've been gone for a long time. It feels like it. We weren't here last week. I know. So it's nice to have you here. Well, actually, I was here. You just weren't here. And so then I left. Where is here, though? Here's there. <laughs> I knew it. And there is here. I knew that's what you were going to say. <laughs> I knew here. Where are you? Where, in my skin. That's where my were dad. you? That's, yeah, in my skin. In my skin. Right. <laughs> Man, how's it been going? What's Christmas looking like for you on the horizon? Oh, it is cascaded my pockets right on down to uh, uh-huh. needing some more. Did your baby write a list? Yes. She did. She, what she does is she circles stuff. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm That's saying? What I and then used you to just do. see how many circles are in there. <laughs> and you start adding up the, the pain. circles. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I love I love to give gifts. Really? I absolutely when when they say it's better to give than receive. Right. I'm kind of on an even, you know, with that. I right. love to get them, but right. I totally love to give them. That's, that's great. my thing. You're, that's great. That's I would, my thing. I would love to receive a gift from you. <laughs> Look for it, Jermaine. Since you're, since you're so giving. I know. Let me expand my list a tad. I've got, I've got a list. I know. <laughs> What's been going on with you, though, at Visit Mississippi? Oh, it's going going great. Uh, actually, just came from a splendid event last night, which is why I'm a tad bit tired. Right. Uh, but yesterday was uh, the ribbon-cutting for the con- phrase one of Marty Stewart's Congress of Country yeah, Music. Yeah, I saw that. Oh, man, it was awesome. In was Philadelphia. It? Give yes. us a snippet of what what happened, what went down. Well, the snipperetto of that is that, uh, you know, Marty Stewart is not only a mini Grammy Award winning uh, country music singer, but he is also quite a country music historian. And the Congress of Country Music is going to be ground zero for country music all over the country, all over the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, this museum, which will open hopefully in a year or two fully, is uh, full of his his memorabilia and artifacts that he's collected over 50, 60 years right. of being in, in the business. Right, right. I mean, it is just crazy what he has. Uh, so last night was phase one where they uh, had remodeled the Ellis Theater downtown. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's it's going to be like a mini grand, uh, old Opry. Okay. Uh, grand Opry, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and... Uh, 
So last night he performed. His wife, uh, you always Connie get performed. into the good stuff. <laughs> Look at your face. I be working. Look at your face. So happy, <laughs> joyful. Look, what a sin to be happy working. <laughs> Who does that? <laughs> <laughs> that is not work what you do, but I know it's your job. Oh, but, yeah, uh, yeah. And, uh, man, what a star-studded uh, cast. Marty Gamblin spoke. Uh, Senate, uh, uh, Commissioner Simmons was there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Senator Bounds spoke. Uh, 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 chief of uh, The chief spoke. Uh, mayor of uh, Philadelphia spoke. And, of course, Marty Stewart. But every time I see him perform... It's like the first time. Yeah. Him and the uh, superlatives. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Ooh, I'm not going to say that. Say it. Superlatives. There you go. Mm. Mm. <laughs> what a nice word. Man, they are just killer. And, and Connie, his wife, is is a legend within her own right. Right. And then they also had a guest, uh, uh, a young blues guy, blues country guy uh, from somewhere in Georgia. He was awesome. But, I mean, it was sold out. Uh, they did two shows, and then this weekend will be two shows on Saturday with Vince Gill. So this is the opening ceremonies for the phase one of Congress of Country Music. But it is totally transformed in Philadelphia. Go on then, Philly. Philly. Mississippi. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Well, that sounds like a time. I love music and everybody getting together, no matter what the genre really. And so I already know it's going to be good stuff out there. Yeah. I already know. It's great. Congratulations, Mr. Marty Stewart. Congratulations to you, because if the listeners could see the cloth, the hair cloth, (laughs) paging uh, uh, Senior Bob, Mr. Bob. He's been pumping me up about my hair, (laughs) y'all. The fro has been straightened. Woo! So he's excited. He he hasn't got to see it like this. <laughs> but I want to go ahead. Let's talk in our first guest, Kamel. So the first guest today on the line with us now to discuss the Mississippi Chorus and Mississippi Symphony's Christmas concert that's going to be happening December 17th is Mississippi Chorus Executive Director Rachel Landrum. Rachel, welcome to Next Stop Mississippi. Good morning. Thank you. Good morning to you. Good morning. morning and happy almost Christmas. Happy holidays to you. It is almost here. So busy. It's that it's the most wonderful time of the year. Thank you, you. I can feel it. I can feel it. Have you finished your Christmas decorations, Rachel? And you know, I had to. I put myself in a time crunch to go ahead and get it done because I invited all of my family and my husband's family together for a Christmas brunch this Sunday afternoon. So I had to get it done by then. So it is done. It had to be done. <laughs> and I am late. <laughs> oh, no. I have not the mm, first mm, wreath mm. up, Kamel. No. I was going to wear something Christmassy today. I didn't even do that. So, Rachel, you have gotten it together and I already know you're going to have to get it together because you've got the whole Mississippi Chorus and Mississippi Symphony's Christmas concert. So you had to have the holiday spirit. And so tell me a little bit about your work with the Mississippi Symphony. Absolutely. So we have a concert scheduled on Saturday, December 17th in collaboration with the Mississippi Symphony Orchestra. We will have two of our performing choirs, the Master Chorale and the Grand Chorus of the Mississippi Chorus. Uh, The Master Chorale will perform uh, smaller, traditional Christmas carols, but for the Grand Chorus, that's when we'll join up with the Mississippi Symphony Orchestra to perform Taylor Scott Davis's Magnificat and Gerald Finzi's In Terra Pax. They're not super well-known Christmas pieces, but have the same Christmas sentiment. Right, right, Mm -hmm. right. How long have you been with the Mississippi Chorus? 
Actually, I started serving as the executive director in March, so I'm very new. Oh, okay. How has been your time Mm -hmm. since you've been in? Oh, it's been absolutely wonderful. The the members of the chorus are so welcoming, and I've been encouraged uh, alongside our, our artistic director, Nate Hedinger, we are really uh, looking forward to the direction that the chorus is heading and uh, just, just trying some new things, trying to involve more of the community and incorporate uh, more of the state into our travel pattern. Right. Were you there for the planning aspect of this um, event? It, and it, is it called Stories of Christmas, right? Mm. That's correct. Yes, we uh, we did plan this event together once I came on board uh, as to be the Stories of Christmas concert. So interspersed throughout the musical events at the concert will be stories shared by our Mississippi Chorus members, you know, recollections or traditions throughout their lives that uh, will be interspersed throughout the musical numbers. Right, right. And then... Tell me about the planning for it. How how in depth is it? What all did they have to go through to get ready for this show? Mm-hmm. Well, the course we have been rehearsing our fall semester literature since August. That's when we started meeting, and uh, we just have been hitting it hard and heavy on our Monday night rehearsals. Uh, we rehearse just the chorus, but starting this Monday night, we will start rehearsing with our orchestral players Monday and Friday for our dress rehearsal. Okay, okay. So it, it takes a little bit of time to be able to prepare for something like this. Oh, absolutely. It, it is a lot of hard work, but it is also a lot of fun. Right, right. How did you all, tell me about the relationship between the Mississippi Chorus, the Mississippi Symphony, and Ridgeland High School, where all mm. of this is going to be going down? Yes, our collaborative accompanist is Tommy Creel. He is the director of choral activities at Ridgeland High School. And uh, Ridgeland has a tremendous facility for performance events. And he is so gracious to allow us to come in and utilize the space for our performance uh, for Stories of Christmas. We are very appreciative to uh, Crystal Chase, the principal at Ridgeland High School, and uh, their administration to allow us to use that facility. And uh, we, we, for a long time, Mississippi Chorus has been around the Jackson metro area since 1989. Mm-hmm. And throughout that time, we have collaborated many, many occasions with the Mississippi Symphony Orchestra. Right. Um, so we're happy to con- continue with that tradition. Right. That's a long time. That is. Now, tell us a little bit about yourself. How did you get into this position? Uh, are you, you know, have a background in arts? Are you a singer yourself or what? Yes, I actually am a uh, graduate of the University of Southern Mississippi School of Music. I completed my bachelor's and master's degree in choral music education, and I served as the choir director at Ridgeland High School for eight years. And then I needed to step away from the classroom and take a break from um, educating, so I made a little bit of a career shift, so... Now I am uh, keeping involved with the choral music arts by serving an adult community chorus, which is the Mississippi Chorus. Well, not to put you on the spot, if you <laughs> want to just sing a little now, <laughs> us and the listeners don't mind. Rachel, he just put you on the spot. <laughs> I, I am not properly warmed up. Ah, it is too early, Kamel. Ah. <laughs> I love how you said. I took a little break from the classroom, you know, from educating. <laughs> I love how you said that. I understand. <laughs> yes, but I will. I will say that uh, there there are some, you know, really big differences in teaching 
young children and teaching adults, but, uh, you know, there's some similarities as well. So mm-hmm. we have a lot of fun. Right, mm-hmm. right. Talk a little bit about how important your choir members are for, for an event like this. Oh, my goodness. We Obviously, we couldn't do any of this without our It wouldn't be one today. note sung, Rachel. <laughs> no, none. None of this. <laughs> so we are so appreciative of them, you know, coming out and volunteering their time to create this art for our state and for our communities. It is, you know, such a special privilege for people to join together and create art as a collective unit and to share the text of, um, you know, poetry or stories or um, scripture allowed in song together to their audience. So we just couldn't do that, do that without the volunteer time of our course members and the talent. They are so talented. Right, right, right. Now, in addition to them, when it comes down to the community, how much has the community supported an event like this? Mm-hmm. Well, they, uh, we have had a pretty good turnout to our concerts since I've been the executive director. We've had two concerts at St. Columns Episcopal Church so far since I've been serving as executive director, and we've had a, a pretty good audience. What I would love to see, since Ridgeland High School Auditorium is so large, it can seat about 860 people, we would love to fill it up. So if you have absolutely no plans or if you have plans that you can cancel, we would love to have you <laughs> come and support us on December 17th at 7 o'clock at right. Ridgeland High School. Right. Let's, yeah. let's what they say, pack out Ridgeland. Pack it out. Let's pack out Ridgeland High School. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you, events like this truly put you in the Christmas spirit and the holiday spirit. And when you go to something like this and you may have a lot on your mind and you're thinking about spending and the end of the year work, when you hear something like this, I know it just puts your heart and mind right in the correct spirit, don't you think? It, I totally agree with you. There is something soul-stirring about hearing an orchestra strike up, strike up and the sound of a chorus that just touches your soul. And it, it really is a unifying factor that brings us all together to get ready to celebrate the true spirit of the season. That's right. Yay, that's some good stuff. Now, Rachel, tell me a little bit about, does the Mississippi Chorus have anything on the horizon um, behind the the event Stories of Christmas? Absolutely. We have a fundraiser scheduled for February 4th at the Mississippi Ag Museum Forestry Oratorium. We are going to have what is called a Mardi Gras Mambo mm, featuring yes. the, yeah, <laughs> the Southern Comfort Brass Band. Oh, we nice. love them. We love yeah, them here. Yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah. <laughs> and catering from Manja Bene. So we're going to have a fun night, um, you know, supporting the Mississippi Chorus on February 4th. But our large project for the spring is going to be on March 4th. We are going to be uh working with Jackson State University Chorus and Mm -hmm. Tougaloo, and we have some other collaborations in the works to perform Nathaniel Dett's Ordering of Moses and Florence Price's Song of Hope. Mm. So, yes, those are two not very well-known pieces, but the reason we're working on those is because we want to uh, promote underrepresented choral music composers. Mm -hmm. So we want to, you know, take... um, 
choral music composers who are not so well known and really promote their works because they are just as worthy and just as valuable and need to be heard just as much as the traditional Mozart, Beethoven, or Bach. That's right. Right, right, right. That's good stuff. Now, if my listeners needed more information about the Mississippi Chorus's stories of Christmas happening December 17th, where can they go, Rachel? They can go to our Facebook page. Uh, You can like and follow the Mississippi Chorus on Facebook. We are in the process of updating and revamping our website. So it is still active, but uh, the most up-to-date information is on Facebook. Yeah. So make sure you all do that and check them out on Facebook for all of that information. Is there anything you want to leave my audience with, Rachel? Yes, please. We have uh, tickets that are available online through our Facebook events and on our Facebook posts. And again, if you uh, want to come and unite yourself with the efforts of our chorus and to really feel the joy and the spirit of Christmas and connect with us, we invite you to join us on December 17th at Ridgeland High School at 7 o'clock. Rachel, last chance. If you want to send, (laughs) just saying. Last, okay, never mind. (laughs) Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, he's trying back to, to you, Jermaine. He's trying to get you to melt a note here, Rachel. He's trying his best. If you want to hear me sing, you can come to the concert. There right? you hey. go. Hey. Good job, Rachel. Don't forget about those tickets, Kamel. <laughs> That's right. I thought you just said show up, but okay. Right. No. <laughs> Rachel, you have been so good. Thank you so much for joining us here on Next Stop Mississippi. Oh, yeah, you guys. Merry Christmas. Thank you. Merry Christmas to you, you too. too. We are going to hit our next stop of the day. So, I'm excited about this, Kamel. I don't quite know if if you know all about this guy, um, but I'm super excited about him. This is Darren Knight, a.k.a. Southern Mama. He is going to be performing at Hattiesburg Historic Sanger Theater December 10th for the Southern Mama's Comedy Tour. Now he mm-hmm. is Southern Mama. If you mm-hmm. have, if you don't know anything about Darren Knight, three point three million followers on Facebook. Woo! Can I just have the point three? <laughs> just give me those, Darren. Is that three thousand? Because I'm not good at math. No, Jermaine. <laughs> <laughs> It's 300,000. Oh, is it really? Thank you, Kamel. Let's move on. All right, please. Because <laughs> Jermaine has no clue. That would be, I'm not even going to go don't, there. Don't. <laughs> but he's literally got such a following on Facebook. I've been following him since the beginning. Um, he's going to be a going, again at the Hattiesburg Historic Sanger Theater, December 10th. That's tomorrow at 7 p.m. But I want to introduce you first before I introduce you to Darren. Okay, Kamel, you ready for this? I'm ready. I'm going to introduce you to Southern Mama right now. Do it. Well, hey there. Y'all get on in here. Merry Christmas. Lord, no, we didn't invite her this year. The kids can't stand her, and we all hate her kids. Hate is a strong word, but bless their heart, and Lord, we wish them a Merry Christmas, too. She came by here yesterday and dropped off their gifts, if that's what you want to call them. Mm-hmm. Tore pages out of a coloring book they had already colored in and wrapped it oh, up. Oh, God. That's what we're dealing with here. <laughs> oh, let me tell you, they took off to Pigeon Ford. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Turns out her folks got a nice big chalet up there. <laughs> so he's too busy for the kids this weekend, so I'm stuck with them. You kids are to be seen and not heard, you understand me? Who, whose corn casserole is that? Is that Stacy and M's? Uh-uh-uh. Put, put uh-uh. that in the, the back of the <laughs> Right now, yes. I'd like to introduce <laughs> to Next Stop Mississippi to my audience and also to you, Kamel, um, Darren Knight, a.k.a. Southern Mama. Darren, welcome to Next Stop Mississippi. 
Hey, good morning. How are y'all doing? Doing good, Great. Sugar. How's your morning been going today? Uh, it's good. I'm waiting on a biscuit and gravy as we speak in the drive-thru. And as um, soon as I get it, the happier I'll be. Well, so, good. It's, well, no. Darren, you're going to eat biscuits and gravy driving? <laughs> what about the gravy yeah. drip? Hmm? No, I, uh, I pull over for the drip. There you uh, go. So I, that's what we're talking about. That's what we're talking about. You better get it. <laughs> you better get it all. Darren, I am such a big fan. I am so glad you have uh, graced me with your presence here on Next Stop Mississippi. Anytime I watch whatever video you've put out, I am just floored, tickled, laughing. Nobody knows why. <laughs> and I just thank you for that. Well, thank you so much. It's just stuff we all relate to. That's all it is. It's stuff that... We all say every day, and uh, I just put it out there, and that was eight years ago, and we are still rocking and rolling, and we're excited to see the great state of Mississippi today. Gary's getting in the truck right now. He's got my single biscuit and gravy, but uh, <laughs> we are uh, – what time are we leaving, Gary? About 12? Yeah. But, yeah, we are just tickled pink to be down there at the Singer. And, uh, but, yeah, I'm just glad I can make you giggle, baby. Right. So, you, so you and Gary Cargill are riding together. How fun is the trip to Mississippi together? Well, it depends on how many times he fart, sugar. Oh, my God. <laughs> Does he roll the Hot window boxing? down, Darren? <laughs> yeah, we have to do something. I got to. He smokes cigarettes like a, a derailed train. I mean, he, he'll be going down the road. It won't crack a window. I'm, I'm like, Gary. Crack the window, and his smoke is just fogging up. Gary grew back up in a time where, hell, you didn't roll down the window to smoke cigarette. You just smoked right there in the baby's face. <laughs> right, I know it. In the baby's face. But that's not, that's funny, but it ain't funny because that, that happened to me. That happened to me. Oh, God. <laughs> Which is why you are the citizen you are now. I know it. <laughs> Darren, this is too, too great. Too, too great. Hey, okay, so a little back information. Um, We're not going to hold you long because I know y'all are on the road, but. Tell me no, about. You're fine, really, you're good. We love this. Is what we get paid to do, baby. Come right, on, I know it. I'm, I'm, ju- I'm juggling the drip as we speak. There you go. <laughs> I juggle the drip. Oh, that's good. That's they they should have put that in a cup for you now, Darren. Exactly. Hey, trademark that now. Put it on a t-shirt. I will. Juggling the drip. Juggling the drip. Money. <laughs> right. Talk yeah. about. I want to know a little bit about you. Literally going zero to sixty in two months when you got the call from Bang Productions. Tell me about that, and tell me you well, know how you how that whole viral thing popped off right there. Right. Yeah. Well, um, the videos were you know were taken off, but it was shortly when we started. I was starting putting those videos. Up, it was shortly after video, uh, Facebook started counting video views. You remember they used to not do that. Did not know. Um, yeah, they did. They never did that, and um, they just started doing that around fifteen, fourteen, and so when I was put put the videos out there. I realized that mine was getting, like, a lot of views. Yeah. And I remember thinking, like, oh, my gosh, you know what? What if this video gets, like, 20,000 views? Wouldn't that be crazy? And within, like, three days, it was at 40,000. And it just wow. went up from there. So I, started, I kept making the videos. And they just kept watching. Jesus. And I knew very early on that I wanted a separate page. I wanted a fan page and, a, and a, my family and friend page. You know, I was already anticipating it was really going to go somewhere, and it did. And, right. Um, and I and we had several people reach out that were quote unquote managers. Um, but my sister called me one day and said, Hey, this guy's apparently stalked your page and found out that, you know, we're siblings and, you know, he sounds pretty serious and yada, yada, yada. And I was like, Well, whatever. And so I ended up talking to him. <laughs> he flew down from New I, 
He said, well, you want to come interview? I guess she thought I was just going to get on my knees and just couldn't believe I was, you know, and I was like, well, you can bring yourself to Alabama if you want to, buddy. I mean, I don't know, you know, and he did. He flew on down here to the south, and um, and so we met down there at Mellon Mushroom in Oxford, and Mm-hmm. Um, I, I was running late. He really didn't like that either. <laughs> but, but well, he had called, there he called you, Darren. A business meeting. If yeah, you brought that right. dude to the Mellow Mushroom in Oxford, Alabama, you might have you might have signed yourself right there. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? About, I'm gonna, their, their pizza is amazing. Though. I, I'll give them oh, that. Yeah, but look, so I signed up, and I had my, of course I had my lawyer looking at some stuff, and we've been buddies ever since. We've been on the road since was it that was seven that was six, fifteen sixteen. Is that seven years? Almost eight years. Now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Darren, I, you know, a lot of people have, of course, now have been trying to get into the space that you're successful in, and everybody's trying to grow that business and a following and monetize it and things like that. Uh, but I mean, you have really done it well. How is it, you know, growing, uh, uh, you know, your comedy career, uh, your online career and figuring out how to turn that into a real career where this is what you do for a living? He needs a blueprint, Darren. He's he's trying, he's trying to leave next stop, yeah. Mississippi. I got, I got you, baby. I got, well, let me tell you, the, the, the thing about it is, is uh, it, it's knowing whether you can do it or not. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, we got a lot of people now. Now, if you ask 80 percent of the kids in today's in today's, you know, in, in the United States today, mm-hmm. what they want to be, 80 percent of them say they want to be a social media influencer. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that's very unfortunate because, you know, there's a lot of people out there that, you know, we need electricians. We need this. We need that. And we got a lot of people out there that they want to be that so bad that even if their talents are absolutely terrible. Mm-hmm. They call themselves a comedian. Yes, you know what I mean, and or they call themselves a, a whatever. And I, I think I think the thing is, and a lot of folks now too, a lot of them can do really good with social media. They get you know famous and they get this following, but then when it comes to getting out onto a stage, that's a whole different ball game. Mm-hmm. And I just I think the Lord's got a plan for everybody, that's and right. He just got, I got in that little slot, and it just both of them worked out well for me, and it's been great. Now we've had to overcome and adapt with things. COVID was rough. You know, the house that I live in now, I didn't I didn't know how long this thing was going to last. So I wanted to buy something I could make money with. We have weddings. Mm-hmm. We use it as a venue. We have a creek, you know, a kayaking deal in the back, whatever. It's just whatever I can get in line to do. But as far as the comedy goes, it's wonderful. It's just knowing your niche and knowing if you should be doing it or not, you'll know. You will know. Right. right. See, and yours wasn't like, oh, I'm, I'm seeking to be a, a viral Internet star. It was like you were just cutting up. Mm. No, and I and I hate saying that because you're exactly right. That is the exact truth. I literally was just goofing around. But see, you got, you know, I'm liked and I'm loved in the comedian world. You know, a lot of them has been beating down, beating the streets and beating clubs for a free dinner mm. for, you know, eight, nine, ten years before they even get looked at. Right. And I just yeah. have to be goofing around. The next thing I know, within eight months later, I'm I'm entertaining crowds of 3,000. You know, and I, I had to, you have, it's very humbling. You know, you have to wake up and you have to realize just the position you've been laid in and and, and an influence that you are and the the power that you have, but also the responsibility. But it has been, and I hate to sound cliche, but I'm going to tell you the best damn part of it is meeting the people. Mm. Meeting, going out and getting to go to see all these people is really awesome. We made some great friendships. So it happened fast. Right. 
And Jermaine just mouthed, I love him. I love him. (laughs) (laughs) Everything you say, I just love, Darren. It doesn't matter to me what it is you say. Um, Darren, let's talk a little bit about the show, because I could just talk to you about you all day. You got Gary right next to you. Between Gary, Red Squirrel, which I love her too, and you, what can our audience look forward to at at the Historic Sanger Theater? You know, the thing I love about our audience is, uh, when it first started, we had a fan base. I believe it was about 98 white w- female women, <laughs> white women, ranging between the age of 25 to 45. Those were the good old days. The chime in, Gary, was great. For Gary, for Gary that was the <laughs> That was great, Gary. <laughs> oh, this God. man is married, and he is the horniest thing in the world. Oh, right Lord of Hopefully, Mrs. Gary was not listening to that one. <laughs> Look, she's well aware of that. But let me tell you, that's the beautiful thing about what we do now is that it's changed so much. You know, now in the audience, we have a lot of men in the audience. You know, we have we have a people of all races in the audience, and it's wonderful. Because the thing about this character is that no, <laughs> no matter how... You were, you know, no matter whether you were rich, whether you were poor, whether you're whatever, you heard these things, you've said these things, we've experienced these things. So all I'm doing, I'm not the star. It's the, the pair of people out there that do these things on a daily basis. Those are your stars. Those are the people that I'm just mimicking this stuff. And if you're going to the show, what you can expect is the show is a little different from the videos. If I stood up there for 45 minutes yelling at invisible kids, it'd get a little redundant. I would be but tickled, though. We would <laughs> Especially... Look, Darren, especially if you hollering at Jemison and 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 what's the baby's <laughs> what's the oh, baby's uh, Jemison and Balin and Jim, yeah, Jemison and Balin. He's got a name for these invisible kids. Wow, that's yes, right, that's right. <laughs> well, and I'm gonna tell you, it's fun, and it, and it brings a little bit for everybody. You know, we got Gary up there, and he's. Uh, he, he's he's an older gentleman, but he's he's right there in his prime. You, you got gifts all places. He's sitting beside me, and <laughs> uh, you know you got something out there for the fellas. You got Jonna that comes out there, and you know that's the that's our female influence, and the women can really relate to some of the stuff that she throws out. And I'm a mixture of both, and it just wraps it up into a whole thing. And I, you you get your money's worth. I, I believe that we we provide that. Let's talk about this mixture, this whole uh, mixture of you, and especially the mixture of what happened, how you birthed Southern Mama. Where did the inspiration come from? You know, I was—I had a friend of mine send me a video, a couple of different videos of uh, this guy and several like that were stepping outside their themselves, so to speak, and and doing these characters. And I—I I thought it was absolutely hilarious, right? And uh, and I had I had mimicked my mom on occasion, and I, I, I we do this prank phone call deal, and so it just clicked and just put them all together. And um, so I did—I just did a video, just literally just goofing off. Uh, I think the first one that I did was it was picking the kids. Yeah, it was picking the kids up from school. We were, I was taking them to grandmother's house, and oh my gosh, it it just went on. I just made another one and another one and another one and, and it went on like that. Right, mm, right. Mm, mm. That's good stuff. He kids just, get I whooped. wish there was more details that I could. Give oh, the kids you do more, get but, whooped. You talking about the invisible yeah, kids? They get whooped. Yes. Yes, yeah, that sounds like Southern Mama whoops. I know it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And tells them don't come in and out. You can't come. <laughs> yeah, you know, we need air conditioning in the whole world. I that's right. That, that is it. Oh, goodness, we've heard Don't come in and out. That's how he hits 
he hits his audience so tough and how why we stay with him mm. for so long mm-hmm. and just watch all of his videos is because it's so relatable to either what you've gone through or either what you're going through with your kids right mm. now. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, his fan base just literally sticks beside him like that. So, look, Darren, I want to talk to Gary for a minute. I'm a little scared. The cigarette smoking farty. But I want to talk to Gary, Gary for a little minute. Can I? Of course you can. Okay. Okay. I can hear you. Gary, you here? Yeah. Gary, how, how's the how's the trip been going with with Darren? Have, has he been treating you right? <laughs> you better don't don't you lie to these good people. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, no, lie to him, Gary. <laughs> uh, I was. I was out with him the day he released that first video. Let's just do that. Hey, you was with him when? We were we were doing a little comedy show. We were going to try to get another little bar to do a comedy show. Mm-hmm. We were doing stand up. We were doing stand up long time. Well, not a long time, but we were doing stand up before. Yeah. He was doing videos. Yeah, yeah. So mm-hmm. Was it? No, was it? I didn't do any. I didn't do any stand up my entire life till I put the videos out. You're having a senior moment. Gary's having a stroke here. Gary, car. well, take. Do the you phone. guys even know each other? Take the phone back, Darren. Then. <laughs> yeah. No, no. I didn't. I, I, I didn't do any. I didn't do any video. I didn't do any stand up until I had the video out. Gary, Gary ain't got his breakfast in yet. Good. <laughs> The we biscuits and gravy need to get in He got to get his cigarette in. <laughs> this is just too fun. I so, swear. Darren, are you? Are do you come to Mississippi on a regular? We, we. This is. I think this is our third time to sing. Really? Um, and it's always great. Yes, I'm mad that I missed that. it. I want to come. You come on down. I'll have your tickets waiting. We'll call. You Boom. are so sweet, Boom. like that. Like that. That's how when That's you right. when you got the man with the plan, mm-hmm. you got your tickets at wheel call. That's right. That's yeah, what I'm yeah, talking both about. Y'all come and, both y'all come and bring a friend we and just come on down and we'll um you just what radio station is this? Uh this is Mississippi Public Broadcasting. Oh no, you didn't ask that. I've done five of these today, so I he don't know where he is. He don't he know. know he on the road. He got that biscuit and gravy, but and it ain't been eight yet. <laughs> I tell you, Darren, I am just so proud of everything that's happened yeah. to you. I'm so proud of the history um, of of how you came to be so viral. Um, I love the fact that you're so humble. I love the mm-hmm. fact that you're so relatable. Mm-hmm. I love the fact that you're so country. <laughs> I appreciate you, and I love you, and thank y'all for taking this. If it wasn't for uh, for all of us, you know, helping each other out, people have of entertainment and speaking, and then it wouldn't work. And uh, thank y'all for taking your time to have me on and talking to me. You're right. Look, Darren, if anybody wants to know more about you, where can they go? Just go to comedian, uh, comedianbarronknight.com, and you'll have a list, a list of our shows coming up. Uh, we're on Facebook, Instagram, and uh, I got a Snapchat, but you, can, you know, whatever's Darren at night. But <laughs> yeah, just check it out and uh, all that good stuff. And um, that's about it, really. I don't do Twitter. Um, but uh, we're on all the other ones, so just check out. I right. know. Who does Twitter? What, what is what did they, they say? Just Google me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just Google me. Right. <laughs> does Southern Mama have any words for advice for our Mississippi audience? Put your seatbelts on, baby. Leave the kids at Mama's house, because we're about to tear it up Saturday night. Yeah, I know. That's right. We're heading down to Hattiesburg. <laughs> Darren, thank you again for joining us here on Next Stop Mississippi. Yes. 
Thank y'all so much for having me. We love y'all in Mississippi. Y'all are our favorite neighbors. And we'll be there here in just a little bit. And uh, we come up with that. As my man said over here, we come up with a drip. Right. That's right. That's what Boom. I'm – the drip is here. The drip is here. Juggle the drip. Right. Juggling the drip. Darren, thank you again, honey. Thank y'all so much. Y'all have a blessed day. You, you too. too. Again, that was Darren Knight. He's going to be performing at Hattiesburg Historic Sanger Theater tomorrow, December 10th at 7 p.m. for the Southern Mama's Comedy Tour. And he is Southern Mama. That was great. Mm -hmm. I love that guy. This is Next Stop Mississippi on MPB Think Radio. Kamel and Jermaine are way too hype today. Uh (laughs) (laughs) We are having fun today on Next Stop Mississippi. And we are going to just keep that fun rolling. I wanted to let everybody know a little bit about what's happening around your neck of the woods. This is cute. Um, The 172nd, and I'm probably not saying that right because they say their numbers in a certain way, and I Mm. doubt I'm doing that right. Airlift Wing is having a flight to the North Pole, and it's hosting. This is the 16th annual flight to the North Pole. That'll be Tuesday, December 13th. I see your face. I see your face. It's going to be happening at 3.30 p.m. They're teaming up with the Salvation Army, and they're transporting 30 Angel Tree children to the simulated North Pole aboard the C-17 Globemaster 3 to receive a Christmas that they will never forget once they arrive at Santa's private hangar. The children will be escorted by Santa's elves to receive their gifts from Santa and Mrs. Claus, and each child will also receive a bicycle and helmet donated by local residents as well as enjoying special other activities. Isn't that cute? That is. I need to move one of those kids out the way and take one of those spots. (laughs) Put that your sounds baby like right something there. I didn't get to do in my childhood. Oh, I thought you were going to let the baby go. You're about to be me. <laughs> do you know I call my mom Claus? Her do name you? is Mrs. Claus. Really? Miss, Cla- I call her Claus. Three sixty-five. Ca- Three sixty-five. I just started calling her that probably ten, fifteen years ago, and I just jammed it until now. It's a, it's a family name. Hey, Claus. <laughs> Seriously. Well, I'm gonna call her Mrs. Claus. <laughs> You just gonna call her claws. Put some respect on her name. We are gonna keep this rolling. We're gonna put some respect on our next guest name. This is Chief Planning and Strategy Officer Fallon. Oh, Fallon, I'm just gonna mess it up. Don't mess it up. I just did. Chief Planning and Strategy Officer Fallon Brewster. She is here to talk with us about Jackson Medical Mall Foundation's Christmas in the City event. Fallon, welcome. And that's happening today. That's happening tonight. Wow. Yes. And you just look as calm as a cucumber. Well, you have to be. Uh, Well, I should have you know, kept the same energy that you guys had when I came yeah. in the room. You trying, trying to poke fun at us? We'll oh, amp you up. Because we're talking bit. about your Jamaican uh, hat. I love it. Let's get into it. No. <laughs> I am here on behalf of the Jackson Medical Law Foundation to talk about Christmas in the city. Yay. It's going to be such an amazing event. Yeah. And I know, you know, y'all love the arts. And so this right. will be highlighting tonight. We're celebrating local artists. Right. We're celebrating community. We're celebrating the Medical Mall Foundation. We're celebrating the Christmas holiday at the Jackson Medical Mall. It's going to be a great time. Chef Godfrey. Oh, man. It's, you already know. You already All right. know. He commands. You say yes, his he name. Does his thing. And you'll have to wait 45 minutes for your plate. Jerk egg rolls. <laughs> Jerk chicken egg rolls. So he is providing the cuisine yes. tonight. That's going to be great. And we'll have some comedy. Reno McCall is doing comedy. Doxa Music is coming to uh, 
just do a variety of different types of music. We'll have a blues lounge. Uh, we'll have an easy, easy listening lounge. So you can just come and roam around and get your food and right. you know, just have a great time. It's your ready-made holiday party. That's At the great. Jackson Medical Mall. At the Jackson Medical Mall. That's now, good stuff. Now, Fallon, you do so much. You've been in entertainment. You are in entertainment. How did you get, uh, you know, moved to the chief planning and strategy officer? Because you, you wear a lot of hats. Man, uh, so I started at the Medical Mall Foundation as a PR consultant, mm. um, and one thing led to another. Full time hire, uh, started as communications director full time, and um, just elevating and you know just trying to continue to perfect the craft. Mm-hmm. I was about I was in my late twenties uh, when I started there, which was not that long ago. But that's right. <laughs> She already knows it was yesterday. (laughs) (laughs) But it it was a it was a huge learning curve, a huge challenge. But I was just, you know, really up for the challenge instead of, you know, trying to learn the community, trying to learn what works. And, you know, in PR and marketing, it's an ever evolving industry. And um, I just it's it's been a great it's been a great experience. And I, you know, met for Washington at the medical mall. No, I didn't know that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So they were a part of the arts program. uh, Sing Jackson. Okay. And um, their mom asked, would I manage Carmen? And, you know, I saw the group sing. I'm like, wait a minute. You know, mm-hmm. love Carmen. Uh, Carmen is absolutely amazing. But there's something even more special when they are together and you hear them together. Yeah. And I said, you know, what, what are we going to do with the group? Let's do something with the group, too. So we brainstormed some ideas, uh, came up with Fort Washington, and that's what stuck. And they've been really you know, doing yeah. an amazing job. So I actually met them wow. at the medical mall. I did not know this. So what's Fort Washington? Y'all tell me this. Oh man, Fort Washington what? is the most amazing uh, sibling pop they group great. that they you would ever great. experience. And they're yes. right here. In Mississippi. In their Mississippi. voices. Okay, I did. I have heard about them. Yeah. And, and speaking of Fort Washington, they also have done a Visit Mississippi uh, mm-hmm. uh, promo for uh, camp for our uh, tourism campaign with civil rights. Okay. So they are, and they are some of the most well-rounded, yes. mannerable, good-hearted mm-hmm. uh, young people that you can ever meet. Right. So their shout out to their mother and yes. you for keeping them uh, and their father and yes. their dad. Yeah. Go on. Yeah. yeah. So that's for Washington. Met them at the Medical Mall Foundation. So I wanted to say that just to say the Medical Mall is a hub for art and culture, and we've been on this art and culture journey since around 2015. Mm. Uh, when we when Art Place America chose chose us to do this three million dollar Art Place uh, investment to to basically incorporate creative placemaking mm-hmm. uh, into our core work mm-hmm. and um, man it's been a great journey. Speaking of the medical mall, you know it is. It, the history of the medical mall is yes. just so deep. I mean, any of us, you know, Jermaine, you kind of young. I, just, you know. I went to Piccadilly. Oh, that's uh, exactly. Listen, and Piccadilly that's what still I know about stands. that. I know it. That's what I know about the medical mall. But I mean, you look at you know how it was the Center Point Mall yes. in Jackson, mm-hmm. and then uh, other malls came. But it evolved, and it steadily has evolved Absolutely. into other different things. Uh, talk about that. The, how the medical mall has been relevant and stayed relevant. 
well, as in the words of my executive director, you know, we cannot become a dinosaur. You know, they did not withstand the test of times. And you have to constantly look at ways to innovate and change and to meet a need. And as long as you're innovating and mm-hmm. you're meeting a need, mm-hmm. you, you will remain relevant. Right. Um, so Dr. Shirley had this genius idea. And December 6th was Dr. Aaron Shirley Day, right? Mm. Uh, yeah. So Dr. Mm. Aaron Shirley Germain is our founder. Okay. And he is a champion of civil rights. Uh, in health and uh, public health. Uh, the School of Public Health at Jackson State is also named after him. Oh, okay. Nice. Okay. Yeah. Tying it the, together for mm-hmm. me. He was the first black uh, resident at UMMC, pediatric resident at UMMC. Okay. That's so um, awesome. So yeah, he did a lot of history. Uh, we could go so far into yeah. it. Yeah. But he did an amazing work and he, you know, championed community uh, health centers and he did a whole lot of stuff. So he saw this dying mall, which was the Jackson Medical Mall, right? Mm-hmm. And and he had this genius idea to transform this million square feet of space into like a modern medical mecca to create yeah. that, to eliminate the barriers to access to quality mm-hmm. health care. Yeah. And we know that things like transportation are barriers. So we have transportation mm-hmm. yeah. at the mall. Uh, another barrier is, you know, the lack of living wages. So we, we do economic development, the lack of affordable, livable housing. So mm-hmm. we do community development and all of that is in one model. And so these are the things that Dr. Shirley, um, authored he passed the torch to our executive director he chose mr primus willer and mr willer continues to take that vision and just run with it so we're always coming up with new programs and new ideas and new ways to engage now i've been out there a few times i was dj for an event Mm. dj to hair event out there they Mm -hmm. all they always keep something going on we Mm -hmm. had some workforce development events Mm -hmm. that mpb was involved in out Mm -hmm. there so I know that it's been going and it's been rolling and it's been good. A true Absolutely. community gym. It really is. Absolutely. We right. never yeah. closed during the pandemic. We had to modify our operations a lot, but obviously, you know, it's, a, it's, it's an essential service. Mm-hmm. So we never closed and people, you know, mm-hmm. didn't realize that we were still open mm-hmm. um, on a general level. But the folks who received care there, they were still there right. uh, receiving that quality care. Right. Yeah. Now, when it comes down to Christmas in the city, mm-hmm. how many years have y'all been putting that on at the medical mall? So Christmas in the city, I believe the first one that we did was in either 2017 or 18. Okay. Uh, somewhere along there. Um, it started as the Community Reinvestment Awards, though. So we have been doing that for years since long before I even came to the mall. Uh, the Community Reinvestment Awards was a way to honor our community champions and our, our board and those who are stakeholders in the mall and in the community. And we wanted to, and it's also a signature fundraiser for the mall. So we wanted to take that uh, after we partnered with Art Place and we received that mm-hmm. funding. Not only did we receive funding, but we just received a lot of insight mm-hmm. on how to really transfer form our organization from the inside out. And so that's when we started rethinking a lot of the things that we've been doing and just, you know, trying to put a different spin on those. So that's how Christmas in the City came about. Mrs. Laura Greer, who is um, in charge of the, she was in charge of the CRA, and she's also the the point person for Christmas in the City. So she had this grand idea to, to basically change it into a holiday event so yeah that's where we're at okay so we got about one minute and a half left let our listeners know again what they can expect from christmas in the city and where they need to be tonight christmas in the city is your ready-made holiday party at the jackson medical mall at the jackson medical mall that's 350 west woodrow wilson we'll be inside the umc conference center that's located at the mall you can expect food comedy uh 
music and just to have a great time. This is your ready-made holiday party. Tickets are online at jacksonmedicalmall.org. Come through. All right. That's Fallon. what I'm saying, Fallon. Fallon. I am so glad you have joined us to tell us more about the Jackson Medical Mall's Christmas in the City event, Fallon. Again, we've been talking with Fallon Brewster. Um, she is running this thing. She, oh, man. She's running the whole thing, and she knows so much about Jackson Medical Mall and its history and why they do what they do. So thank you again thank for you, joining Fallon. us oh, here thank on you Next guys Stop. for having me. It's been a good show, huh, Kamel? Yeah. I know you've enjoyed it. I can yeah. tell it on your face. Yeah. We've come to the end of another great trip. We want to thank you for traveling with us. Thank today's guests, Darren Knight, a.k.a. Southern Mama, Rachel Landrum, and Fallon Brewster. For more information about these and other events, visit our events calendar at mpbonline.org. If you have an event you want to share, you can upload it directly there. Next Stop Mississippi is a production of MPB Think Radio. For Kamel King, Jay White, Liz Gill, I'm Jermaine Flood. Stay tuned for Southern Remedy for Women and join us next Friday at 10 a.m. for another great trip here on Next Stop Mississippi. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand.